Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie and in this episode I have a drama from France to tell you about. Are you ready? Let's go. Before I jump into this show, first, I know it's been two weeks since the last episode, and I am sorry about that, but I want to mention that in the last episode, I said I had to bump the Italian show Suburbia Blood on Rome to season four because I found the show Capitani from Luxembourg, but when I went to start the British show Borderline the other day, I found that it was no longer on Netflix, so I will be moving Suburbia Blood on Rome back to the season. And hopefully Borderline comes back to Netflix so that I can watch it and cover it still. But again, I will be moving Suburbia Blood on Rome back to this season. I'll be covering it in a couple of months. So if you were looking forward to that show and then bummed that I wasn't going to be able to do it this season, don't worry about it. Um, But I just wanted to keep you guys all updated on that. Let's get into this week's episode. And this week's show was suggested to me by Catherine Latigue on Instagram. It is The Bonfire of Destiny. The French title is Le Bazaar de la Charité, and it means the charity bazaar. It was created by Catherine Ramberg and Karin Spreuskuski. It is a TF1 production and first aired in France in 2019, before it was released worldwide on Netflix later that same year. There is one season, and it has eight episodes, and they're all about 50 minutes long. The show takes place in 1897 Paris, France. France is a European country located in Western Europe. It is bordered to the south by Spain, to the east by Italy and Switzerland, to the northeast by Germany, Luxembourg, and Belgium, and the English Channel separates France from Great Britain to the northwest. The show that takes place the closest to where this show takes place is Call My Agent, which also takes place in Paris just about 113 years later. And some other shows that take place nearby are Undercover from both Netherlands and Belgium, which takes place in Limburg, Belgium. How to Sell Drugs Online Fast, which takes place in the fake German town of Rinslin. I don't know where in Germany that is, but it takes place somewhere in Germany. The Dutch show Tunes, which takes place somewhere in Netherlands. I think it takes place in Amsterdam, but they never actually say. The British show Man Like Mobeen, which takes place in Small Heath, which is in Birmingham. And finally, The Neighbor, which takes place in Madrid, Spain. And of course, I will put the picture of the map up on Instagram, so if you want to go look at it, you can. Some fun facts about France are that the camera phone was invented in France in 1997, and the first photo the gentleman took was of his newborn daughter, which he then sent to his family. I think that's the sweetest thing in the world. France is the most popular tourist destination in the world. An average of 89 million people visit the country every year. It is the largest country in the EU with a land area of 547,000 square kilometers, and it is the third largest in Europe behind Ukraine and Russia. French toast isn't actually French. It was created by Joseph French in New York, but he forgot the apostrophe, which would have made it French's toast, and now everyone just thinks it's from France, but it's not. It's illegal to throw out food in France. In stores, shops, and restaurants, any unsold but edible food must be donated to local food banks or homeless shelters. Meanwhile, in America, you can lose your job for doing that. They say it's because they can't guarantee that it isn't poisoned, but it's really because they can't make any money off of it, so they'd rather just throw it all away instead of helping another person. 
And finally, France was the official language in England for almost 300 years. It was between the years 1066 and 1362. It changed after the Pleading in English Act passed because French was used in court, and most common people of England didn't speak it, so they had no way of knowing what was happening while they were in court, and they didn't think that was fair, so they changed it back to English. They speak French in this show, and the audio alternatives are German, English, Spanish, Italian, and there is an audio description available in French. Subtitles are available in English, closed caption English, traditional Chinese, simplified Chinese, Spanish, and closed caption French. This show is rated TVMA. The disclaimers that Netflix gives for the show are nudity, language, and smoking, and I'm going to add domestic violence and sex scenes as well. The links to all the websites where I got the information for this show, the fun facts, and any other information that I did not use my memory for are going to be linked in the description of this episode as well as in the caption for the post that I made for the show on Instagram. Hello, one and all, to the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Just, just don't hurt the kids, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a steel cage match between Andy Crane, Andy Peters versus Neil Buchanan and Tommy Boyd? Sounds like a scratchy robot chicken. 12 inch BA Barackers dolls. You do like a 12 incher. Here we go. It worked how I think it's going to work. It's going to be bang average. I'm just over it now. This is a show that has a lot of characters that play different roles, and I'm going to stick to the more important ones. I'm just going to name them, and then I'll talk a little bit more about them in a few minutes. First up is Adrienne de Lovampri. She is played by Audrey Fleur. Next is Alice de Jonceur, and she is played by Camille Lou. Rose Rivière is played by Julie de Bona. Marc-Antoine de Lovampri is played by Gilbert Melqui. Victor Manviela is played by Victor Matoulet. Julien de la Ferti is played by Tio Fernandez. Madame Houchon is played by Josiane Balasco. Hugues Saville is played by Francois David Cardonel. Matilda de Jonsa is played by Florence Pernel. Auguste de Jonsa is played by Antoine Dullier. Jean Rivière is played by Aurelion Vic. Lio is played by Sacha Pignot. Camille de la Vompri is played by Rose de Kervin Noël. Thomas de la Tremoile is played by Adrian Guionet. And finally, Celestine Ignon is played by Stefan Guion. The pictures for all these actors will be up on Instagram. And now let's talk about how they're all connected. The description that Netflix has for the show is, After a devastating fire in 1897 Paris, three women find their lives upended by betrayals, deceptions, and romantic turmoil, inspired by real events. And real quickly, I do want to say that in the show, the closed caption English subtitles translate the French title, Le Bazaar de la Charité, as The Bonfire of Destiny, which is the English title, but that legit makes no sense because they say it before the fire even happens and as i mentioned earlier le bazaar de la charity means the charity bazaar which is where the fire happens so that's like the name of the building i will get into that in a minute but i just want to point that out because when i was watching the show i thought it was weird that they called it the bonfire of destiny before the unexpected fire happens so i would suggest having the non-closed caption english subtitles on 
Typically, you get a better and more clear translation than the closed caption option because that's basically Netflix running the script through Google Translate and just going with everything it says. Like, I love me some Google Translate, don't get me wrong, and it does well with general translations, but it messes up slang. And obviously, they have it so whenever the native title of the show is said, it automatically inserts the English title, even when that doesn't make sense because they don't mean the same thing so that would be something that i would make sure to have on before watching the show just so that you get a better idea of what they're actually saying but the show opens up with some text that tells you this is based on a true story and that it's set in the spring of 1897 in paris and then it says the aristocracy flocks to a fundraising event the charity bazaar in barely 30 minutes flames sweep through the wooden structure trapping visitors with tragic results. More than 120 die and hundreds are injured. Almost all of them are women. And I do want to say that it wasn't just women there, or even like a majority of women there. There were men there. It was men and women at this event. Apparently, those men had never heard of women and children first, or in case of a fire, please calmly make your way to the nearest exit. But after the text, we see Camille, the daughter of Adrienne de la Vampire, one of the main characters, sitting in an aviary where she likes to spend a lot of her time feeding the birds that she has there. And then we see her happily skipping through the house. And let me say, the kids in this show are so fucking cute. Like, they are absolutely adorable and they do such an amazing job. But when she gets to her room, her pet guinea pig, Fernand, is missing from his cage and she starts looking for him, calling his name, and she calls for her mom. And this is when we meet Adrienne for the first time. And right away, you just know that she's a loving mother. Like, she remains very calm and she asks Camille the last time she saw him and she starts to help the little girl look for her pet. She gets down on the ground, she's crawling, she's looking under the couch, she's looking everywhere that she possibly can. And then the maid comes up and tells her that her husband, Marc-Antoine, is waiting for her in the music room. And Adrienne is like, okay, tell him I'm coming in a minute. And the maid is like, no now. And I should say this maid has been in Marc-Antoine's life since he was a little boy and has practically raised him. So her loyalty is 100% to Marc-Antoine. But Adrienne goes and sees her husband. And when she walks into the room, he's sitting at the piano. And when she walks further into the room, he gets up, walks behind her, doesn't say anything to her. He closes the door, turns around, and slaps her. This man cocked his arm so far back, it might as well have been a punch. And the reason he hit her is because she wants a divorce. Can you blame her? I mean, Jesus. He also accuses her of cheating on him, and she tells him that it's because she doesn't love him anymore, and he says that he will never allow her to leave, and then pushes her towards the window where she sees that the maid is putting Camille in a carriage. And the maid, like, shoves her to like get her in like she definitely doesn't put her in nicely and then gets in herself and Camille starts calling for her mom saying she doesn't want to go and Adrienne tries to run out after her but the doors have all been locked and Marc-Antoine is basically mocking her because he's an asshole and there's a little bit more to that scene where Adrienne tells him that he can't keep her from her daughter and he tells her that she's going to the charity bazaar so it can help his political career because you know he has his priorities in order and after he throws the money at her we see them make their way to the bazaar and then we see the title screen so that's like the opening scene is 
the crushing scene of watching this little girl being taken away from, from her mother. And when it comes back from the title screen, we meet Alice de Jonce and Rose Rivière for the first time. They are arriving at the bazaar. Rose's husband, Jean, is the coachman, and Rose works as a maid for Alice's family, though the relationship between Alice and Rose is more like a friendship than it is anything else. But when the two women get out of the carriage, Jean shows Rose the tickets he's gotten so that they can go to New York. And Rose says that she hasn't told Alice about the fact that they were leaving yet because she just can't get herself to do it because of how upset Alice will be because Rose has been with her family for the last 15 years. And I don't know exactly how old Alice is, but I would say she's like 18, 19 maybe. And Jean asks her if she wants to be a maid for the rest of her life. She says no. Then they kiss and say goodbye. And Rose promises to tell Alice everything that's going to happen. And then Rose enters the bazaar and we see a little bit of how crazy it is inside. There's a guy announcing what's happening in some different locations. They have an orchestra in the right wing that's raising money for children's home for the blind. In the left wing is Lucien, the famous magician, and a little movie theater that Alice's father had a hand in setting up. And we see Rose find Alice, and they talk a little bit about how Rose kissed Jean in front of everyone. And Rose says, when you're in love, it's hard not to. And then she asks Alice, doesn't she feel the same way when she's with her love? And Alice doesn't really answer the question. She says yes, but you can tell that she doesn't really mean it. Like, she's not in love with the guy she's with as much as Rose is in love with Jean. Now there are a few other characters that we meet while they are at the bazaar before the fire breaks out and they are Victor Manvila who we meet when he bumps into Alice and you know right away that Alice is a force to be reckoned with. That's all I'm gonna say but she's badass. We also meet little Tomas de la Tromoal who is there with his mother Odette who is played by Adele Galloa and is friends with Alice. And the last character that I mentioned earlier that we meet at the bazaar is Julien de la Ferti. He is Alice's boyfriend, I guess. They don't call him her boyfriend, and I don't really know the terminology that they used back then, but he is the love that Rose was talking about earlier. They're like supposed to be getting married or whatever. The two characters that we meet before the fire, but not at the bazaar, are Leo, who is a young newsboy, and we meet him before Adrian arrives at the bazaar. She buys a newspaper from him. And the other is Hugues Chaville, who is a writer at the newspaper that Leo is a newsboy for. We meet the rest of the characters after the fire. Madame Houchon is Thomas's grandmother and the mother of Odette. We meet her at the hospital after the fire looking for her daughter. Mathilde and Auguste de Jonce are Alice's parents and Mathilde is Adrien's sister. And the last character that I mentioned earlier is Celestine Ignon. He is the officer in charge of discovering what happened with the fire because there are a few different theories that are thrown out there. There are a lot of people that are trying to cover it up. There are a lot of people that are trying to pin it on somebody that had nothing to do with it for political reasons. So it gets kind of crazy and his job is not an easy one. Now, for the fire, I'm not going to tell you how it starts. I'm not going to tell you when it starts. I don't want to ruin the anticipation of the when, where, and why that builds while watching the show because obviously we know that there's a fire. Like the opening text says, it goes through the building in 30 minutes and it was pretty intense to watch. 
I have a fear of both being burned to death and trampled to death, and the first episode covered both of those fears pretty well. The bazaar only had one exit, and it was a rotating door, so I'm sure you can imagine the panic that was going on. I don't even know what I would do if I was in a modern building that had several exits. Like, I really don't. I, I think I would just probably collapse to the ground. And remember, of the 100 people that died and hundreds that were injured, almost all of them were women. Elise mentions this. It's not really like the focal part of the show, which maybe it should have been, but I know Elise mentions it a couple of times. She can't get over that, like the behavior of some people in that fire one person in particular this this show the first episode was the reason i created a snapchat for the podcast because i knew i was like bothering my friends just constantly sending them snapchats about shows they probably don't care about so i was like you know what let me create a snapchat for this podcast so if you follow the podcast on snapchat i think there's like three people that do then you probably remember me talking about the first episode of this show. And the only thing I will say about what I talked about on that Snapchat is that Rose is an absolute hero. And fuck Julian. That's all I'll say. Now, before I get to my likes and dislikes, here is a promo from my friend Mark, aka DJ Soundwave, over at the Infinite Banter podcast. If you love music, definitely go and check him out. Hey, this is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, host of the Infinite Banter podcast. want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show, Infinite Banter. The topics are infinite, and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies, wrestling, comic books. You name it, I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Kurokski from the Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirk Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy, and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast. Okay, so for my likes and dislikes, the only thing I didn't like about this show was that it was only one season. I loved this show. It was already on my radar because of Audrey Fleur, but when Catherine suggested it, I was super happy because it kind of like gave me a reason to actually watch it. And Everything about this show was great. The acting was great. Like I said earlier, the kids were phenomenal in this show. Tomas is the cutest kid I've ever seen in the entire world. He is absolutely adorable. He breaks my heart every single time I see his little face. Camille does amazing. Leo does amazing. Like the kids in this show, they like absolutely amazing. The different storylines that are all happening and how they come together, I thought was amazing. This is definitely one of the shows that I suggest everyone watch. It was one of the easiest shows to binge. So if you're looking for a show to watch this weekend, I definitely suggest this one. It was so, so good. And like I said, I have absolutely nothing negative to say about it. It was absolutely beautifully shot. Everything about it was absolutely amazing. 
Only one thing stood out to me while watching this show, but I'll talk about that when I go over the words and phrases. If you guys notice anything in this show that stood out to you, then let me know on Twitter. Because it takes place in the 1800s, it's a little hard because obviously everything stood out. But again, if anything stands out, then then let me know. So for words and phrases, I was able to get a couple of them. And if you follow the Snapchat that I created for this podcast that I was talking about earlier, which admittedly, I forget that I have it more than I use it. But I do know I mentioned this first one on that. And it is la pousse, spelled I-L space L apostrophe A space P-O-U-S-S-E-E. And the first E in pousse has an accent over it. And the phrase le pousse means he pushed her. It's talking about the actions of one of the characters towards another. I was shocked when it happened which is probably the main reason why I remember that phrase, because I was like, yeah, that's right, Alice, il est poussé. Yeah, he, he fucking did. What the fuck? Which, if you do follow the Snapchat, I think that was kind of the premise of the story that I put up around that moment in the show, because I genuinely was, like, absolutely shocked that it happened. It was did not see it coming. And I'm also happy that it was talked about and not forgotten, and more importantly, not necessarily forgiven which always drives me crazy, but that's for another time. The other phrase is jatem, spelled J-E space T apostrophe A-I-M-E. And I'm sure a lot of you know this one. I didn't take French any more than like six months in fifth grade. So the only thing I remember from French class is how to count to six and how to say hello. So for those of you that didn't take French or don't know what that means, it means I love you. Again, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, that's an obvious one. Genuinely did not know what it was before watching this show. Now, the three words I picked up, the first one is mamon, spelled M-A-M-A-N, and it means mom, so mamon. The second is mami, spelled M-A-M-I-E, and it means granny. And the last word is sole, spelled S-O-L-E-I-L, and it means son. However, in the show, Alice says it when playing a game with her siblings. She's facing away from them, and she starts counting to three, and then turns around quickly. And I think they're supposed to try to get, like, as close as possible without seeing her or something. But it's translated as boo, as, like, one, two, three, boo! So I don't know if that's like what they say instead of boo, like if they're just shouting soleil, but that was the thing that stood out that was different. So if you guys know for sure if that is what they do, like instead of saying boo, they say soleil, then let me know. If you guys are able to pick up any words or phrases while watching the show, then also let me know. You can let me know Twitter, email, Facebook, Snapchat. It doesn't matter. The Snapchat, by the way, if you do want to follow it, is official HYSI. That's pretty much the same on every platform. But next is Familiar Faces. And I was able to recognize one of the actresses in the show, Audrey Fleur. She plays Adrienne. She was in season one of Call My Agent. I covered that show in episode two last year. And that is a really good show as well. That's actually the most popular episode for the podcast. She plays herself in that show. So definitely go and check it out. Her episode is episode four, I believe. And that is why... Like I said earlier, the show was already on my radar because I saw her and I was like, I know her. 
and I like watching shows where I know people that are in them. If you guys are able to recognize any of the actors from this show, then let me know. Again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram is probably the best bet because that's where the pictures will be if you don't actually want to watch the show. But anyways, that's all I have for you guys for the show. If there ever is any news about a second season, then I will let you guys know. I know I'll be keeping an eye out for any news. Again, I definitely, definitely 100% recommend this show. I want to thank Catherine again for giving me this recommendation. If you do give the show a chance, let me know what you thought about it. As always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. You can check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. And if you have any show suggestions or feedback, you can email me at HaveYouSeenIt1 at gmail.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. I hope you all stay safe and healthy. And I will see you all next week where I will be talking about the crime drama Capitani from Luxembourg. Have you seen it? Because I have.